0: For today. Yes. yes. And
1: I, so it took me about what, three, four weeks of me hinting to you that we need to record earlier. So I can <laughs> have that. And you were finally today, like, do you want to just rage today? I was like, do you want to wait until? I was like, yes, please let me rage now.
0: Okay, I'll be honest with you. One of the reasons why I didn't suggest to record earlier in the past is because there were too many things on Sunday nights and I couldn't catch up. It was like, Crappy Lake and New York and Atlanta, it was too much. So I yeah. would get anxiety not the, and not like for Not for the past few anything.
1: weeks, but you were busy with your family and vacation and, I don't know, Love is Blind, maybe. I don't know why you're still watching that. I have no idea. I, I tried to, like, should I watch so I know what she's talking no. about? She seems very mad. And you know, I like a good rage fest, so...
0: I was almost tempted to watch, and then I was like, eh, no. This season is next level. And listeners, episodes four to seven, I will have that recap with Tom Hamlet tomorrow, or no, on Wednesday night. So look out for that.
1: Um,
0: No, Love is Blind is a show that you should not watch, but I would love to tell you about it another time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I need. I literally... There are shows that I don't want to watch, but I want to hear you tell me about them.
0: Oh, that's and so nice. I can
1: react. So sometimes I, I sometimes I think maybe I should jump in when you and Tom are talking, so I can be the audience and giving you the reaction <laughs> like oh, what yeah, <laughs> you know, have a laugh track or something in the background. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll add it to Tom's soundboard as you mm-hmm. laughing in the back <laughs> you That's laughing true. and gasping <laughs>
1: he's so quick with it too I'm always amazed
0: that he has the all set up the new one he uses all the time with Monique the wow <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 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 it kills me hey before we get into Ronnie, can we just talk about the Potomac trailer because yes. you Let's and I talk about, happy things. about it it yeah. made me so happy it made me it- cry a little bit <laughs> yes I got a little, were
1: clamped. Is the word I guess. I got got a little teary, a little overwhelmed, to see my favorite people come back on my TV screen, and you know it ended with Juan Dixon saying he does not care. we know we know we know the streets of maryland No, i cannot yeah. even say potomac because he's
0: all over the place he's not he's in. he's on the whole state yeah um wearing I just his beautiful gray
1: sweatpants
0: <laughs> <laughs> and just Walk, walking, around. walking around down with those goddamn sweatpants who can resist I know. Canadian immigrants, refugees stuck in (laughs) casinos.
1: (laughs) Send him to the border town. Send him to Mexico. (laughs) I know.
0: Appoint him as as the immigration, sir. (laughs) Uh, Also, (laughs) after the trailer dropped, we got the breaking news that Mia and G have separated or G filed for divorce Mia or something Yeah, trying to be so relevant.
1: Yeah, and that <laughs> G tried to reach out to Eddie and yeah. um Chris, Chris would give them some tea so uh Wendy and Candace could use it. I'm like, "No, Wendy and Candace do their own homework, okay? They will yeah. use whatever tea they pull up. They're not going to use yours, G. They don't know if you're being if you're setting them up."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Also, that's like so shady of him to be like, "I'm gonna go to your enemies, your ops." As the the youth, but also this, it it could be so set up by Mia.
1: To I just like, as much as I didn't believe in their marriage, I don't believe in their divorce either. I know if that makes sense. Like, no, that that was an arrangement. Who knows what kind of convoluted legal mess they are in with their businesses, and that maybe she needs to be. Divorce so she can hold on to the assets Who knows what's going on with them And who cares More importantly I really don't care about G And, and Mia's divorce for mm-hmm. some reason She was like making it happen Like all of the celebrities But nobody cares
0: I know I don't think that Bravo was like We're going to need to pick up cameras They're like it's fine. No. <laughs> it's fine It's fine okay. He apparently it's had okay. sex and with she, somebody on exactly. the night That was not Mia <laughs> So it's fine right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> They'll probably bring in like uh Uncle Ben. What's his name? <laughs> oh, Peter. Cynthia's Peter Elizabeth. Thomas. Peter. Peter Thomas will probably have a cameo talking about their marriage and how it sucks. And Peter will know. get like a 15 minutes. Did you, oh, did I tell you Peter got um run out of town from Baltimore?
0: Oh, did he not oh, pay he his bills pay. here?
1: Huh? Did he Yeah, he pay didn't his pay his here? he didn't pay his bills. He didn't pay his workers. And then as he was running, run out of town, he started saying that the black people in Baltimore were the worst. They weren't the same as the black people in D.C. And that they didn't appreciate good food and they didn't appreciate good service or anything. He just went off on all the black people, not just people, black people in Baltimore.
0: Okay. Peter Thomas (laughs) needs to calm down. (laughs) Okay. Um, also, I think that Wendy's probably really happy she didn't start that Kramer right? books, Nigerian Nigerian Kramer books or Busboys and Poets or whatever she was trying to <laughs> open up. Oh, stick with happy Eddie. Stick with happy Eddie. Yeah, you got an edible business now. Yeah, You're good to go. And awesome. um, uh, what else was in the trailer? that It just made me happy. I'm just really happy to see everybody. I like that they're cheersing. And they're like, Mm -hmm. listen, we got a job to do. You know, it's they almost have a Salt Lake City dynamic where they're like, we all need this job. So we all need to show up and film. Except in Salt Salt Lake Lake City, City they they all hate each other.
1: Yeah. It's the other way around. Salt Lake City is trying to have a Potomac attitude. Yes. Potomac, from from day one, they knew this was a job and that they needed to get together. And, you know, it doesn't matter who they are. It's like the number of times Giselle and Karen go after each other and they still come and show up for work and they sit across each other, smile and get along. So they, they are Potomac ladies know which side of the bread is buttered and they are going to make sure that they're OK. And Robin is trying really hard this year because, you know, Juan lost his job. So now she yeah. has to work double, doubly hard. So she's like, yeah. blah, 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 blah.
0: Yeah, she sat out on that uh, the sidewalk and cried in that trailer. She looked so beautiful, it too. Was, was if like, somebody
1: oh. said it was I-95, it wasn't. It was a parking lot. Did you yeah. see cars parked I-95. there. It was not, not I-95. I-95. Relax, no.
0: everyone. It's not the interstate. <laughs> but she like, looked so stunning. I-95. I was like, yes, I she... wish somebody caught a, a view of me crying like this on the floor. Right. Mine right. never looks like that. No. Mine, yeah. My she looked like, like she was in a music video. She looked like she was doing her old job, which used to be <laughs> being in a music video, right? <laughs> uh, I can't wait for them to be back. When they come uh, back, will you come on the podcast and record with yes. me? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay, absolutely. Great. Because I, yeah, this is my hometown. <laughs> I have
1: to represent my hometown.
0: You are the word on weirdos. This <laughs> 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 yeah, you help keep Potomac weird, like oh, Ashley yes. Cheers. yes
1: Uh, yeah i connected robin to some resources for her business that she's opening she's she's opening a spa business too she's like she's like helping with some spa business
0: as well so okay (laughs) well we'll see if that makes it to the show they're like hey robin's got another job
1: yeah i have to look it up she's she's giving basically she's lending her name to a couple of some franchise of some sort
0: oh okay all right well you know who the franchise queen is (laughs) <laughs> yeah yep yeah. yep all right um let's talk about our houses of new york um you know what's great is watching everybody one by one get on the jessel train mm-hmm. it's great
1: did you notice what i told you last week that when you watch it on sunday and monday morning it's all just jessel jessel and then somewhere around monday afternoon some from some corner of the internet a whole bunch of Aaron, erin folks come out and they're like erin or sai like
0: what's wrong with sai
1: Their sai is perfectly fine i understand where she's coming from i was like
0: no no unfortunately for sai mm-hmm. this episode she's not getting that turnaround. Because yeah. I went on the internet and there's multiple posts that say, Does anybody like Cy? <laughs> and they're like, No, nobody likes Psy. <laughs> I know. I think so one of our listeners, I'm sorry if I forgot your name, but some one of our listeners commented saying that I feel like I feel like well, first of all, thank you for saying this. They said, I feel like more people need to listen to your podcast because I like, feel like you, us, me and you, yeah. me, and Marthy. And this listener are watching one show and everybody else is watching some other show because, but I don't think that's true. I think actually currently the majority of people are team Jessel because I is acting out of sorts for no reason at all. Mm -hmm. But what I loved about this episode is like the relationship between Bavit and Jessel, like we figured it out quite early watching the show. Yeah. But it, it really like it's interesting because somebody could watch those interactions and be like, "Oh my god, he hates her." It's but right. I'm watching it and I'm like, "They're they're best buds, like they're yes. buddies." Like they're right. I don't know how else to explain it, but like, let me tell you something about Daisy people. Okay, let's just talk about South Asians. Yeah. First of all, we're not sexy. Okay.
1: No. Okay. We wrote the book on sex because we needed a book to. to <laughs> And then
0: and then and our then, parents said yeah. don't look at that book. Yes. Don't read that book. Don't talk to boys. You know what books you should read? <clears throat> books <clears throat> that will get you good grades. Calculus. Calculus. <laughs> Physics.
1: <laughs> well, our parents said don't read the book and then we we I mean, at least I, I still snuck in. I read it. <laughs> but but we, at the same time, it's like we are just so it's and i br- blame the british of course because we of weren't course. we were a much freer country you know we wore scanty clothes and we didn't We gave uh, women were more empowered and we didn't really uh hide our bodies and you know feel any we weren't as prudish as we are now but that's because we were we were told that that's what we needed to do by you know by the english as well as to, if you wanted to make sure that we weren't you know um raped and pillaged by the English. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of came from a lot of that kind of interactions over the over generations. But you know, we are we are very, very good at bed, but we don't necessarily
0: are Too good at bed. <laughs> that means something very different in my house. I know. It means going to sleep. I know. Because me? me I'm excellent <laughs> at bed.
1: No, that's what I meant. <laughs>
0: no no <laughs>
1: but I'm just saying you can tell from the way Pavit is like Uncomfortable with the cameraman for Jessel to jump on him. And somebody online was like, Oh, he hates her. Oh my God, there's no chemistry. Well, we are not very demonstrative in public. We are not PDA people.
0: Exactly. It's very
1: hard for us to do that and for Jessel to even try and do that because she made that into a storyline. She's trying to make up for whatever. (laughs) I'm like, That was such a bad storyline for you, Jessel. And that's the only only thing I would say is that it. that's, that's not your strong suit. So you shouldn't have gone that way. But doesn't mean that they are not attracted to each other. I can completely see their relationship being just like any one of our relationships. It feels very, very familiar. And to be honest, a lot of the other relationships that I, we, you and I have been watching on TV are not familiar to us. We mm-hmm. see that as that's how white people in, um, interact with each other. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sorry. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. The, the white man got you. <laughs> Are you okay?
1: No, seriously. I mean, yeah. when I see something along those lines, when I saw Ramona and Mario, I did no. not think that that was normal. I know white people didn't think it was normal either, but <laughs> well, no Ramona and Mario did not feel shy to do whatever they did. You know, or when, or when Karen said "yoo
0: hoo" and yeah, "yoo No, no. <laughs> <I> knew-
1: <laughs> or when, or when Tamra. you know, yeah, Tamara and Eddie, whatever they did,
0: whatever. I don't know. But the, uh, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> No, but that's the thing, right? Like, so there's a couple of a inter- couple of like interactions between them that I felt like it makes sense to me because like I said, we are not a hypersexual people and we're not a PDA people. Yeah. Like at all. Right. And yeah. it's most they see families show each other love by ragging on each other. Like right. and, and you know, and and if you it's can like- take
1: a joke and you can give, you know, take it and give it back to you, that's how we show affection.
0: Constantly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And Baveth very much gives me that vibe. And so does Jussel. Mm-hmm. Like, Jussel's always picking on him. He's always picking on her back. And then they're laughing about it. Like, they're mm-hmm. buddies, right? Right. So they go to brunch, and he tells her, like, I have planned a staycation. I have everything. I did everything. Aww. And she's yeah. like, Are you sure you planned everything? <laughs> because, you know, I plan everything in this household. I run this household. Right. Are you sure? He's like, No, I did it. Like, and he has <laughs> He's this look so out of. of- mommy mommy i did it <laughs> he's like i did it i checked everything <laughs> yeah and then later on they have that scene where you know she gets into the lingerie and he's like this is so silly he the way he cracks up he's like oh she, <laughs> she comes out first of all by the way i want to say jessel is gorgeous hot. oh my so god hot. she looks so good like I honestly this man is probably going to think to himself like I should take more year and a half breaks from having sex because this is pretty nice and like then she's like straddling him and she's making and then she's like this is dessert right and he goes okay but can we get real dessert too because that is a that is so that is so my husband like (laughs) and that's not because he doesn't find me sexually attractive or anything but it's just there's something really goofy and nerdy and sweet about brown men. Men, that like yes. Because they're nerds. Like, they're not sexy. They're not suave. Like, they're nerds. They don't. Yeah, they don't. I know. They, they're <laughs> not suave. They're nerds, but
1: they're, nerd, but they're good looking and they know what they're doing, but they don't know what they're doing. They don't know romance in the Western sense of the word. Yeah. They won't write poetry. They won't, you know, they won't go out of their way. Like he said, I'm only going to take you to a one star restaurant. You're not deserving of three stars. I fell over <laughs> laughing. Laughed. My husband would, would have been like, uh, I don't even, like, I'm taking you to a one star. That means it's a big deal, okay? Yeah. I could have taken you to the, <laughs> to the, to the store, you know, to the wow around the corner. <laughs> so, you know, so well, he's the says- fact that he said that and she started laughing. That's the kind of relationships we have. And when he says I I arrange for a nanny, like she's like how how did you get that with the nanny because I I organize I everything. Talked to the nanny. And yeah. he's like maybe I have a secret nanny and she's like what <laughs> do you do with the secret nanny? She's like <laughs> almost like uh yeah, right. And he's like would you like to know? And somebody and was him, like oh what about the secret nanny? Tell us more. Does she come is she going to Vietnam with you? I'm like no. He was trying to be like, he was trying to make her jealous and she was like basically knocking him down. It's, I can tell from that interaction that there's nothing, there's nothing secret going on. Pavit is not cheating on her. I can tell that just from the way Pavit and her interact. He is like... He loves, he loves his wife a lot and he loves his sandwich even more, okay? So that's all it is. He's just, watch you know, just leave food. him alone, Sai. He is not cheating on anybody. If anything, he is cheating on, you know, Bleecker Street, a Saigon, you know, <laughs> store with, you know, Vietnamese, uh, you know, bunny. So he's just, you know, it's like I'm going for the authentic, not the New York City one. He's like cheating on the, uh, on the, street uh, street food cart that's around the corner with another corner street food cart. That's all yeah. he's doing.
0: Yeah. I think that Buffett loves his fried chicken committee the most. So, like, yeah. I think this makes sense. And also, the thing was, uh, he says, oh, I'm taking you to a one-star Michelin restaurant, like, one Michelin star mm-hmm. restaurant. And she's the one that laughs. She goes, yeah, I'm not worthy of the three. <laughs> like, they both are making fun of each other all the time and themselves. And I feel like People are really harping on not understanding their relationship when but you can really tell also- like, Jessel is also so funny when she's with Babbitt, right? Like right.
1: she herself. has this dry sense of humor with him that oh he gets her. He gets her sense of British dry humor. He gets it. The other thing is I think you and I see this show and we actually recognize a lot of these each of these scenes seems so endearing to me, so funny to me. And I don't think other people can see it because they are not from our culture. So yeah. this is the disconnect that we have had with a lot of the other housewives and their storylines. We can talk about the 30, you know, the 30,000 feet issues, but yeah. when we actually see them interacting, we don't get the same warmth of feeling that we get when we see Pavit and um, Jessel. And that's important because they're truly representing us. They're representing South Asian and our culture and our kind of relationship that I don't think has ever been shown in this detail. I think family family karma, the aunties and uncles came close to it, but yeah. we haven't seen them in action as much with each other. So we don't see that as much And we don't see that in a a couple that's closer to, not my age, but your age, right? So it's not a a Mm -hmm. much more younger couple. We haven't seen that. So this is so important for us to see on TV and to recognize that because that's something that has been lacking for us.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And um, I mean, I just love them together. I think that there's like a true, like, true attraction with each other and you can see that like jessel now you do, i saw the watch what happens live as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she's like Second really coming in into her own weeks.
1: every yeah every week she shows up at what happens live. she's, she's like, like oh i, I live right around guess. the corner
0: yeah. in chelsea <laughs> yeah. so i'll just walk over yeah and she's having a great time and she's like doing really well and and she took down bethany That's with a the- little <laughs> comment it was um. so good it was so yeah, good. she's trying to that's endear bold. herself to Andy. Yeah, exactly. She's like, <laughs> hey, boss.
1: Okay, but Andy keeps picking on her too. Did Jessel, oh, um, Kate, are you happy that Jessel showed up on time? I'm like, why do you keep picking on Jessel? No, she's but good the humor. thing is,
0: Jessel, even when he said that to Jessel, Jessel was like, Well, Andy, there's something called Indian Standard Time. It's called IST. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I arrive. I arrive fashionably late. Like, yeah. I like that. I like that she's yeah. not like offended or anything like you could tell that she can make fun of herself she can joke around about herself right and i think that that is she's doing great and i'm really i'm really proud of her (laughs) (laughs) okay i am
1: too it's actually making me a little um uh, emotional because when she first came on you and i were so nervous about this we were really nervous and we did not like her yeah we didn't like her in the first episode because we expected her to behave a certain way and actually it is my fault i won't say yours but it was definitely my fault but i went really hard on her because for me it was like okay you're on national tv and you're in the housewives genre and it's like okay but are you going to be a complete diva because we have seen some of these you know what was that show where they were like married at first sight or something like that there was this indian there was this marriage oh, show Mar-
0: the indian matchmaker
1: no, there was no, one no. way back One there was this girl that was getting married and she was a bridezilla and oh. it was all about her and it, it was horrible. And that was the first time I had seen an Indian reality TV star on, on TV. And it was so, it was so horrible and it was such a, um, such a bad experience that I've always held on to that. I'm like, I'm so nervous about an Indian or a South Asian coming on. TV and on, especially on reality TV, because I don't know if they'll if they will connect and translate yeah. because there's so much more. And Jessel is still, again, still Jessel and Pavit's relationship, even though we feel like it's gone a little bit more in-depth into our culture, it's still, still, it's still on the surface of what our culture has to offer, right? So there's so much more to our culture that we will probably not see see even on this show. There's so course. much more that they can bring to the table that you are not going to see. There, you're not going to see how their families relate to each other. You're not going to see the different religious, of you know, uh, events and functions that bind them together, and how the their marriage is so much more than just sex. It's not. It's a lot more than that. They're building a life together, and that's not yeah. going to be seen I mean- easily.
0: I think that if you think about even like, and I hated Anila on Married to Medicine. We all talked yeah. about it. Like she was yes. a real failure, but Anila and Kieran had a very similar relationship to Jocelyn Bubbett, where like they both like constantly ragged on each other, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like a very, I don't know, like it's it's hard to explain, but that's sort of like how it is. I think there's mm-hmm. I have a theory about it, which is that a lot of us grew up in households where our moms didn't really speak up against our dads about a lot of stuff, right? Like they would like silently stew about a lot of things. And I think like a lot of us women, South Asian women in my generation kind of grew up to be like, I'm not putting up with my- that shit. And a lot of yeah. guys grew up being like, my mom shouldn't have put up with that shit, right? Yeah. And yeah. so now there's always this like, there's this like dynamic between a lot of South Asian couples that are millennials or like. younger than me or a little bit older than me that have this dynamic now where it's like I'm not going to be the one that shuts the fuck up and says nothing I'm not going to be like my parents who never talked about stuff I'm going to actually speak my mind where we Mm. don't get added on is the romance we're still missing (laughs) that we don't know how to deal with that we watch a lot of Bollywood movies and that stuff is super cheesy to us but we don't actually do that in real life in real life that feels weird okay not to say like I have, I love my husband. Those of you who have met him or seen him or seen us interact can confirm that like he's an absolute gem. And I know that he adores me, but if he was, if I was to text him, I am wet. He would also say, well, I suggest you get a towel, dry yourself off. (laughs) Because that's how it is. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um. Okay, he would be like. My red. husband would be like, "Why is
0: it raining? You <laughs> can't take your umbrella." He would not even get. He's like, "Huh? What? <laughs> no." <laughs> Especially because it was like the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, this? like what? Is this? Yeah. Like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but then two other couples have a lot to say about Justine Bubba. Mm. Aaron and Sai go on a double date with their husbands, and obviously they run out of shit to talk about after Aaron tells them that. They, she thought about being swingers, mm-hmm. but they basically all Aaron and Sai are good at is talking about other people, right? <clears throat> They're actually not good at talking about themselves. They're good at talking about other people and nitpicking about other people.
1: I think you know when you are you have the, you know when you go to maybe a couple's dinner or you know some kind of party. And you and your husband may not be feeling so hot about each other. Then you see this other couple that may be having some trouble or having is going through something. And then you feel better about your own life. Yeah. I think that's what it's happening is that these two have, I have to say, so this is something we learned um, on the internet. And I don't know. How I, don't know true. Ver- I don't know. the. I don't know the how
0: true this is. Yes.
1: Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, Sigh um Sy's husband was f- formally married and he was married when they had an affair and she got pregnant and then he left her other wife to get married to side that's what it says
0: Allegedly, the other thing is yes.
1: i kind of wanted to know what does Sy's husband do and it says he's retired but they will there's nothing on the internet about him nothing about what he does where he made his money nothing so that kind of like makes me all like huh who's not being forthcoming here? I don't know. It's like, yeah. she's like, oh, he's so private. Okay. But there's nothing about him other than when they got married. That's it.
0: And but- Sai has this whole thing where like, she's trying to make us think that her entire um empire is from influencing. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case. Like she did not come into all of that money just from being an influencer. She obviously got some help from her husband, too, who Mm -hmm. allegedly is very, very wealthy. But we know nothing about him. He's wealthy enough to be retired at that age. What is he? He Like, late 40s? Probably. And then on top of that, some of my friends who used to follow Sai before she came on Housewives, one thing they used to always say is that you never, ever, 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 ever saw anything about her husband on Mm -hmm. social media when she was like doing the influencer thing. So if you want to talk about like being vulnerable and open, I mean, here's the thing. I've all of the interactions we've seen of Sai with her Mm -hmm. husband, her husband seems like a, a much nicer guy than Sai. I'll tell you that yes, much. That's true. That's he true. seems like a very nice guy. So right. there is that. But like I am genuinely um, confused why Sai is so demanding of people's vulnerability and open and honestness when she herself has not really told us much right. about her own husband. And then
1: with Abe and Aaron, Abe, somebody on the on the Internet said Abe uh, seems like he's on Ashley Madison. <laughs> yeah, they, Ashley said Madison they said Ashley Madison. They said Ashley Madison. Vibes. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. He no, is no. definitely, like, wanting to have threesomes. He's talking about it. And this is so weird. The way they went into it was, like, so weird. Like, it's almost like they went, jumped into it. Like, And then even Sai says, stop recruiting us. Well, she gets that vibe. They are, like, talking too much so about they, the threesome. They
0: and they first start off with initially talking about, like, Oh, what would you do if I didn't have sex with you for a year and a half? No context or anything, right? Like there's no context there. There's nothing else. It's not if I had a difficult pregnancy and uh, gave birth to twins. And by the way, um, people who go through IVF, people who go through IVF and a lot of our friends, like we know, I mean, you yourself, Arthi, have had your own journey. You can vouch for this. But when you go through IVF, you also aren't really supposed to be like, having regular sex like especially when you're going through all Mm -hmm. of the injections and all of that stuff like you are on a very strict protocol so that you can make your IVF as successful as possible and she has also said that she had spent they had spent thousands and thousands of dollars and they had done a couple of rounds and it was unsuccessful so this whole thing of like she didn't have sex with her husband for a year and a half it it also is she's told you guys what the issue has been. And you're not understanding of, like, what what the reality is. And even when you present it to your husband, you're just presenting it as if it's a sexless marriage. And then Abe is like, I would fuck other people. And then even Aaron is like, I would never want to be in a sexless marriage. I'm like,
1: but she's she not. She wants to have sex with a gay guy. What was that about? Yeah, that was so strange. That, like, what do you think? Gay guys that can was just so get it up for you? <laughs> do you understand what gay means? Like, What?
0: <laughs> Oh, and then she said something like somebody who like goes both ways. or I don't know. She's made some sort of comment about it. It was yeah. just weird. It was like, I also think that Erin is one of those people that like has taken so many opportunities to talk about how sexual her marriage is. It yeah. convinces me that it's not like yes. at all. You know what well, I mean? She didn't know what
1: WAP meant. So that She doesn't know she, what it is.
0: She didn't know what WAP meant. She said she's never used a vibrator. I'm like, you know what, ma'am? Yeah. No. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. Right. No.
0: And and the fact that her husband is like, if so you didn't have sex with me for a year and a half, I would be fucking other people. Yeah. Like, that's not okay. Yeah. The Even fact she said it, that that's not yeah, okay.
1: That, she says that's not okay. But then when Sai's husband says, yeah, if it's been a year and a half, the marriage wouldn't be, uh, there wouldn't be a marriage. And Sai's like, see, my man, he, that's the kind of ha- um, a response a husband gives. That's what a husband's supposed to do. What the husband is not supposed to say no? I would stick by my wife for the for better or worse. Isn't that what you said? When, aren't those the vows you took when you married each other? what, are you, what is this about? And I also, there's.
0: There's many reasons why a husband might not get sex from his wife anymore. There's many yes. reasons for that. And you're saying that if you don't get it, like, that is such a priority in your marriage that you would leave your partner? That's crazy to me. Yes. Like, that is not a good marriage to me. I'm right. sorry. It's not. Like, there's
1: there's more to marriage. And it's a, it, sex is an integral part of marriage, but it's not all of it. There's so much more to it. And I I just am like, how, how – First of all, I feel like they, both Sai and Aaron, seem very, um, very insecure in their marriages. That's what I felt after that after that conversation, like where Aaron is considering threesomes, considering doing all these other stuff because Abe wants it, but she doesn't even know if that's okay. She doesn't even know what that means. And then Sai is like, "Yeah, I that you know." I know if I don't have sex, then my husband will leave. Like that's yeah, something that's not good, like, guys. Like, no, that's
0: not good. No. Those are not. That's not good. Yeah. Okay. If 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 your entire marriage is sitting on whether or not you have sex is, um, that that's not a good marriage. I'm sorry, it's not. Yeah. Um.
1: What else? You have was to it have that, sex. I'm not saying you shouldn't have, but yeah, that's not the point. That it cannot be the mm-hmm. end-all be-all end-all be-all exactly yeah there's, yeah, there's, yeah. You have to have to face, is communication it's... is part of that exactly I'm
0: um sure. and again they're acting as if there has been no communication between jessel and bubbit about this yeah. but yeah. anyway um they do this little healing journey and it was fine whatever but the one thing that i want to point out is that sai isn't into any of it because she claims that there's nothing wrong with her and that she doesn't have to heal and she has <laughs> no problems <laughs>
1: Talk about somebody who has buried all of their emotions deep, 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 deep. This is not gonna, at some point, this is all going to
0: come rushing out, and Sai is not prepared for it. I think that seeing Sai talk to her daughter, mm-hmm. I suddenly feel that Sai is actually really triggered by Jessel Jaisal because Jessel's parents are probably representing to sigh herself or something you know what i mean and i think that she looks at jessel probably the way she looks at her own kids which is like you guys are so privileged you have no idea how hard i Uh, had to work yeah and i think that like seeing that really seeing that lunch where she's telling her daughter like i never got to do that i never got to do this i never did that i'm like why are you telling your kids that like yeah, I though I I'm not gonna lie, I've had mm-hmm. moments when, you know, we all do when we tell our mm-hmm. kids that we walk yeah. 10 miles in the snow and all that shit <laughs> yeah. to like go to school. I get that we do that. But if your daughter, if you are able to give your daughter this life, then just be happy that you gave your daughter this life. Like sometimes when I find myself wanting to tell my kids that, I instead my husband and I have a conversation about it because I don't think it's fair for my kids to feel like Burdened by right. my childhood, it's not their problem. My I yeah. grew up in a different time than my kids. Mm-hmm. So
1: if no, I- it's funny, and, and that's something that when you know you and I live in multi generational homes. And my mom is here now, and so it's oftentimes it's so so funny because. Um, your kid will come to you with something that they think is like so difficult and so such a such a cumbersome thing for them to go through and then you're like no but when we were young we did all this and then you have your mother's like but when I was young and it's like okay 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 yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) so it's like every generation right and this is something that it we make it into a joke and we laugh about it because you have to it's one thing for you to teach your child that um, to get a whole holistic view of the world and not be spoiled—that's one thing. But for the child, should not feel that they owe it to you to make up for whatever you missed in your childhood. Yeah, and that I think- is something that is—it's—it's it's a dangerous slope. The way she's talking to her to her daughter—it's—it's a—it you know she goes down that path if it was just uh, you know it's just yeah yeah you guys had it easy I but if she goes into any more detail than that that would be not a good thing I mean to say that we weren't raised this way we had it hard is one thing but if you go into the hardship itself that will be hard for the child to uh, reconcile with what Mm -hmm. they have they, they when they are living their own life
0: because you know what? I grew up knowing exactly the kind of shit that my parents had mm-hmm. and it did not make me like my parents more. Yeah. It just made me angry at my parents, right? Yeah. But that realization that you have at some point in your life and you're like, fuck, my parents were really, really hard to get me where, th- where mm-hmm. I am today. You only have that realization when you are your parents' age when they mm-hmm. were – you know, coming up. Like I've had that realization in my thirties because that's when I remember my mom, my mom, I was born when my mom was 30. So like, I remember her late thirties because I'm now in my late thirties. Like I, I remember those memories so clearly. So I feel like that's when you have that realization, right. About your parents, when you are in the age that they were, when you had a a relationship with them initially. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like, I feel like that whole telling your kids what you had when you were like all your struggles and all that kind of stuff, it just makes kids resentful. And I'm saying that from experience as a very resentful young child. Mm -hmm. And so like, but going back to like Jessel and Sai, I, I really got that vibe. Like I thought about the mirrors between those two lunches of like, Sai is even warm to her daughter, right? Like she's sweet to her daughter. Yeah. She's lovingly looking at her daughter, but the way her, how cold she is when she's sitting with Jessel, it's almost like she has saved all of her warmth for her children. And then she keeps being like, I don't want to talk about anything. I'm not emotional. I don't like to deal with feelings. I don't want to do this like,
1: you know, healing
0: journey, this like meditation. I don't need to do any of this. I'm a closed book. Okay, you're admitting that you're closed off. You're admitting that you're not emotional, but you're also saying that there's nothing wrong with me for being that way. That's just not how the world works. Like, and then you're coming at people for being vulnerable, for not being vulnerable enough for you, Mm -hmm. not opening up enough for you. And then when Jessel opens up to her, she's like, I don't care. You're comparing. Like, that's... It's so, it's so, uh, it's so ludicrous Jessa, because it doesn't Jessa make said, sense.
1: Yeah. Jessel said something in Watch What Happens Live that was, she, she said it too quickly for me, but essentially what she was saying is there's, there's trying to share your life story so you can make a connection and relate, um, versus trying to share, to say that, uh, to compare, to, say, to compare. And say that I went through this too. That's not. And Jessel actually, literally, at the luncheon where they meet up, um, Jessel actually says, "Sorry, I was, I was stunned that Jessel led with an apology." By the way, because I didn't think Jessel was coming to give an apology, but the fact that Jessel thought about what had happened and said, "Okay, maybe this is why you thought that I was comparing myself." I should probably apologize, but maybe because I'm coming off the wrong way. She starts off with an apology and Sai doesn't want it. She doesn't care.
0: Well, Sai doesn't actually not care. Like even just giving her the apology. Here's I think what happens. And this is like super psychoanalysis. Sai, when she. um, When Sai is. When somebody approaches Sai and says, hey, I hope I didn't offend you in the way that I did something. Yeah. Sai is actually so angry that she showed any type of emotion where for that person to think that she was angry at them that she retaliates with more anger. Like she's mm-hmm. actually annoyed that Jessel picked, picked up, up that, that yeah. Sai is annoyed at her. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's the thing. Like Sai or thinks. That, that she-
1: or, or the flip side is that. Jessel picked up on it, and now Sai has to because Jessel is apologizing. Sai has to forgive her. Sai yes. doesn't want to. Sai doesn't want to necessarily. She's not ready to forgive her. She has made an assumption about what Jessel said, and she's going to hold on to it because that's where she's packing all the emotion that she doesn't want to show anybody else. She's packing it into this interaction with Jessel. because from the beginning we haven't understood why Sai doesn't like Jessel. Sai yeah. has like it's an outsized hatred of Jessel. It's not I'm annoyed by Jessel. It's I don't like Jessel. I think Jessel is a liar. I think Jessel is trying to um do a me too with me. And you know, it's 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 there's something and when visceral. You say, visceral. You don't mean yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. It's about her experience. No, not that. The minute it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, no, I'm hashtag me too. Just, you know, but, you know, (laughs) I was poor, me too, that kind of thing. But but also Sai has a visceral, visceral dislike and hatred almost of Jessel, which hasn't made sense to us at all. But I feel like Sai sees something in Jessel that triggers her and she's taking all this emotion that she doesn't want to show anybody else and just dumping it on Jessel for no reason.
0: Yeah, because in the words of my therapist, anger is really just sadness covered up. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: (laughs) That's a good, was this a good therapist or the bad one? (laughs) No. The the one you fired or the one?
0: No, this is uh, no, it's true. When you're no. angry, you're actually sad. And usually that sadness shows up in anger and embarrassment and mm-hmm. outburst because you can't control a situation or yeah. something is happening that you didn't expect. Right. Right, So right. I think that that is like Sai having that reaction. I think, like, if you even if you think, okay, so first of all, the lunch that they had, let's mm-hmm. just point out the fact that Sai herself was 20 minutes late.
1: Yeah. So really, Jessel was only twenty minutes late. So Jessel
0: was only twenty minutes late. Now I feel like Sai purposely arrived twenty minutes late to make a Ah. power move, to make Jessel wait, and then Jessel, because she is a desi girl, said, "Whoops, I'm actually late." And what I think is hilarious is neither of them actually texted each other and said like, "Hey, I'm running late." So it's like, Sai, if you were running late and you came late. And you didn't text her, then why does Jessel then have to text you too? Like if I'm meeting up with someone at 11 Mm -hmm. and it's now 1130 and neither of us have texted each other, then I'm going to assume one of us is running late. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. You know, like, but uh, yeah, that is a
1: good point because I was so worked up about the fact that Jessel didn't text her. But Cy, you didn't text
0: her either. You didn't text her either. So then they sit down, whatever. Jessel immediately apologizes. Cy Mm -hmm. says, I don't care, which is her way of saying, I don't want you to think she doesn't want you to think that she, she doesn't not want you to think that she's mad at you. She just wants to act like she's too out like she's not she's too chill to care about these things which is not true she has no chill Mm. then when jessel starts the story about like i understood what jessel's point was about talking about her uncle right so she's like i had an uncle he was an alcoholic he Mm -hmm. died and it's really hard for me to talk about the years that i lived with him because I feel like I I didn't I couldn't do anything to stop it, right? Yeah. And she's saying that because she's like trying to explain to Sai because that Sai also has a parent who died of alcoholism to say you understand because you have a family member who passed away because of alcohol. But history. not just that
1: that she understands Sai. That's what she's trying to say. And she's too.
0: trying to also get Sai. It's to not understand about her. hey,
1: just you need to understand me. It's also about I understand you because I've. I have not maybe not the same similar experience but I understand what an alcoholic means.
0: And, yeah, and you know, like, I had
1: something similar.
0: But it's like it's like saying similar to somebody, doesn't have
1: to be same.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, but I think it's also to say to somebody like, "Hey, I can't talk about some traumatic experience in my life because part of it included a trauma that you you're, you are also familiar with." Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, but the way she's crying and stuff and then Sai just says, I'm just going to go. I just want the check. I do think some of that was tricky editing. Like I don't think that Sai was as cold as the editing made it seem personally, but then Mm -hmm. when it cut to her confessional and the way she's talking about it, I'm like, even if the editing was purposely done that way, I think it was done that way to to confirm the way that Sai feels in the confessional, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, I love Jessel because she's, like, she's another Desi move. Nope, don't worry about it. I got the check. Mm -hmm. I invited you to lunch. I'm going to take care of the check. Like, that's – I'm so proud of her. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, so also, the other thing is Sai,
1: at the dinner, she says – you talk about A and then suddenly you're at C and there's no connection because you don't let her finish. Jessel says to Sai, you guys are like vultures. She uses the word. Sai has no reaction to it. She's like, no, I, if somebody said you are like a vulture, you jump on my story. I would be upset. And I would say, why do you call me that? What do you say? Nothing. Sai doesn't care. Then she says, that you are not, um, you are not, uh, you are not, um, uh, you are not sharing and you are not vulnerable. And then Jessel says, "Yes, I understand, but when I try to tell you guys, you jump on me." Yeah. For example, when you were talking about your mother, I wanted to talk about my uncle. I went through something similar. And I wanted mm-hmm. to share, but you didn't let me. And then she sighs, like, oh, she's bringing up my mother again. And I think yeah. Sai is just triggered by anybody mentioning her mother. And it's something that I was kind of like, why are you? I was like, "Jessel, stop trying to be friends with Sai. Sai does, truly, she's tell, told you this multiple times and you're not listening. Sai doesn't care. Yeah. Sai really doesn't care. So there's no point in talking to her and trying to explain things to her. There's not there's absolutely no point in that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then also in that conversation when she's trying to explain to her, like, you know, she's like, "Jessel, like, isn't it nice when you just own it? I'm like, shut the fuck up, Lisa Renna." Like, we get it. You're a Housewives fan. You're not original. This isn't cute. I also think that she's really trying to do a Bethany thing by being like, I don't care. I don't remember in the last season against Carol, which I know that you and I were on other sides. Mm -hmm. But – She would do these things where she would be over the top and emotional and have these big reactions. And then when Carol would try to respond, she would say, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Mm -hmm. And that's what Sai is doing here. She nitpicks and she pokes and then she's like, make somebody think that they're crazy. And then when they Mm -hmm. respond, she's like, I don't care. It's like if it's not exactly what Sai wants, she says she doesn't care, and it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not fun to watch either. Is the other thing like it's frustrating to watch? But what's nice is that the entire internet is like team jessle <laughs> at this point. <laughs>
1: um, I know.
0: What do you think about Vietnam? Okay, we got to talk about this because we mentioned this before. This it's man early next week, but still, it, this man has miles. Okay. Yes. He's got to use them. You don't yeah. use them, you lose them. South Asians, we love a deal, okay? Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Just like we don't know how else we can explain that they see couples have like a cute, nerdy banter where they poke fun at each other because we're awkward. I also cannot mm-hmm. explain to you why we love a deal because
1: we just Ugh. do, okay? Yes. It's just in our DNA. My daughter is 13, grew up here, but she has it in her DNA. She's looking for deals. She went, she will, she doesn't care. She will do, she will bend over backwards. She'll wait. She will wait it out until she gets a good deal. Okay. And if you have miles and you want to reach the next level and you have to, you have to just go on one trip to get all these miles, you will do it. And if it's, it's something that you are, if it, If it works out in a way where you can travel, you have the money to travel and the payoff is good, where you get some miles that you want to use for something else, then you will do it. I don't have a miles card because I know I cannot go and keep up with it. I cannot keep up with keeping up with the miles. And so I will lose miles, which is why I don't have a miles card. OK, mm-hmm. I know friends who do have a miles card who will go on a trip just to just to make sure that they keep their status. So if they are in, a, you know, there's different levels of miles. Right. So if you yeah. want to keep a status, you have to gain some miles. You, it's not even about losing miles. It's about making sure that you keep your miles mileage status. And they will go on like short trips. They'll be like, yeah, I got this. I decided to go for a weekend here. Just I got a few more miles. Now my status is higher. You know, I'll use it for a long distance mile, whatever. So they they love to keep up with their miles. People who play the miles games love to do that. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing nefarious about it. That's just how airline miles work. There's yeah. whole
0: TikToks about it. And I just like again wanna reiterate that like they see men I'm not saying that they men don't cheat because trust me, I know lots of daisy yes. men who have cheated and have had secret families and affairs yes. and all that kind of stuff. Okay. I get it. It happens. But there's certain kinds of they men that are not gonna cheat. Yeah. And I don't well, know you how can to tell. Cheat. You can you tell in the first five you minutes. You just tell. You could just tell. It would just be you're like of course not. Look at this guy. He has golden retriever energy above it. Like I don't yes! think that he has it. Oh in my him god, that's so to true. Like, to like really do anything like he is happy to be at home with those crazy ass kids and like <laughs> you know like he's he's it's just a different it's a different dynamic and I I don't imagine that this man is going to go to Vietnam for what? Why would he go all the way to Vietnam to fuck somebody? It'd be much easier for him to fuck somebody in New York or Los Angeles or Texas or wherever they have lived. Like, it's not that serious. He's not going to, he's not going to. He's not going to tell her too. Hey, I'm going
1: for miles, but really I'm not. That's so stupid. Yeah. (laughs) It's so stupid. That's a very elaborate lie if you're cheating.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> um Bryn and Jenna go to a gay bar J- Bryn is Jenna's wingman and I just have to say it I've said it before I don't like the way Bryn acts overly sexual and I don't like the way that she queer baits especially in an entirely gay establishment where she's like she's just there to get attention from other women to feel better about herself and I mm. think She does that even around men, and I think that that makes me sad because we also saw a scene of Brynn at, like, a special, like, a rare bookstore, and I think, like, that's a place if she went to with Jenna, it would be Mm. really nice, or if she went there with Uba or something, right? But instead, she's, like, going to go and, like, put dollar bills in, like, Jenna's pants with her mouth. Like, it just – it's just – I just – I wish that I saw more of the other Brynn, and not this like baby girl, sexy doll, Bryn. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It I think me. she she tries to give it with the bookstore thing, but that was kind of, I didn't quite get it. Like there are illustrations that are prized beyond even the books that they are on. And she's looking for a book without illustrations. I I don't know. I didn't quite get it, but I didn't she understand. She seems to have matter. a lot. She seems to be going through a lot of hobbies to figure out what works for her.
0: Yeah, I also would just like to know more about her outside of like who she wants to date and like how she gets attention. You know, right, right. Um, one more thing about um Bavith and Jessel, and also about the mileage. Before I forget, is that right now, and we talked about this before. We called it like Daisy Math because we love a deal. Mm -hmm. But right now, girl math is really popular. It's like a trending term, because it's like, you know, what we described, where you buy an item, and then you return it to Amazon, then you make it in an an Amazon account, you don't actually Mm -hmm. get it back on your card. And then you have Mm -hmm. free money. That's girl math. But guys, the original girl math is Daisy math. So like... (laughs) True. I just... I just need you to understand that we were the pioneers of it, just like we we're the pioneers of the Kama Sutra, which we don't use, but mm-hmm. still. Yeah. The originators. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 We can we can do a math um, that other people may not even realize is a deal
0: and figure out a deal. Yeah. Like flying to Vietnam for a sandwich. Right. Because and, whatever you know, miles he's getting perhaps, and whatever status and you he know, gets now... If I, He's got he's got two kids, they're about to turn two. Those yes. flights aren't going to be free anymore.
1: Yeah,
0: he's <laughs> figuring
1: this is his last hurrah. Exactly. It's for a while. Exactly. For a while. Poor guy. But also, like, if I if I were ever to meet Pavic, that would be my first question. I am. I love a deal. I want to know what mileage card. How does he make sure that he doesn't <laughs> lose them? What are the tricks? That's what I want to know. You wanted but you, it's gonna liked, be your own, you like you like um you know you like Tinsley's boyfriend the coupon king <laughs> maybe this guy is the mileage king I want to know everything about what he's uh, how he manages to do that I want to yeah. get the deal I want to get the you know you give the deal to everybody else but I want the like the Daisy deal yeah which is like even one one level inside tell me exactly yes. how you did that Exactly, exactly. This, these trips that I'm making to India are getting expensive
0: yeah i can't believe you don't have a ton of points from that what are you doing i don't know which point to,
1: because i take the de- <laughs> I buy the tickets on the airline that gives me the cheapest deal now how there are many different airlines and there are three different airlines and three different cards do i own all three how do i do this because what if the minute i own a card is when the deals on the other airline are going to be cheaper it's okay. You'll figure. If I own Emirates card, it's going to be the Etihad airline, you know, or or you know Qatar miles that are going to be cheaper, and I'm going to be like, oh man, it's like picking a lane when you're driving. How do you know
0: Which lane is the best? No, you know, there's a many. If you're strategic, you know. I don't know. That's what why you do, you you like do you have a mileage
1: card? You sound like you have a mileage card. I do. You need to tell me everything about it.
0: I've got multiple mileage cards, but I've got one that is doing really good. I have like 120,000 miles on it.
1: No wonder you keep going on all these vacations. I need to
0: know. Cuz <laughs> I, I use my mileage card. I know.
1: I need to know. Tell me, tell me the card that works best for you. See, the other thing is people who travel here in this hemisphere and in US have a different mileage card. My biggest, my own, my travel, my biggest travels are to India. I don't travel as much inside. So I don't do domestic travels as much. I don't go on a lot of vacations, short vacations. My I spend a lot of my time just going back and forth to India. So I need to figure out which
0: card is best for that. Yeah, but you know, once after a certain point, we got to take this offline. But at some point, you also have to You're not sharing this with everybody else, no. No. You know what? If you (laughs) you want it, you need to DM me. But at some point also, it's okay to pay a little bit more if you're using your same mileage card. Like say United, right? If I get a like $150 price for like a flight somewhere for United. And then it's like 135 for Delta. I'm still going to go with United because if I use my United card, then I get the points and I get more perks for just using a United card. So I get like, you know, free bags and I get like, you know, access to the uh, United. I get
1: that. My oftentimes my problem is because I do these big ticket, Travels. The difference is like an eight hundred dollar ticket versus a fifteen hundred dollar ticket. Yeah, that's a lot. It's like double. So that's the only thing that always holds me back. So I need to figure this out. So I am bad at it, and
0: I need to do better at it. So hey, if one of you, yeah, if somebody here is a points guru, please hit up Arthy. Yes, (laughs) let her know. Just yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, um, I need help there. Any other thoughts on this episode before we wrap up? No, this is yet another
1: excellent episode of New York. I am fully, fully, fully Team Jessel now. Someone said, oh, she's getting, oh, she's getting, it's getting to her head. She's coming for Bethany and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no. good. But also, Even good. if it
0: does, so what?
1: <laughs> so yeah, what? Bethany. Who
0: cares? So what, who cares? Also, like Bethany is not the person that anybody needs to be like hitching their wagon to. If you are still defending Bethany Frankel in 20 in October of 2023, you yeah. need to reassess your priorities, my friend. Yeah. 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 So. Um I'll be back tomorrow talking to my brother about pop culture events and then I'll be back later in the week to talk to Tom Hamlet about Love is Blind and I will also be on um mixing it with mani she's coming back and she's rebranding her podcast oh, so i wow. think i'm recording with her this week i don't know when the episode will come out but go and subscribe to those podcasts uh, to oh, dumpster dive awesome. and to mix with Monty. yay welcome yeah. back mani i know i'm so excited to see her um mm-hmm. and then yeah i'll be back later so until then um let me pull up some points information for you arty <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh, yeah i i am a horrible